Noon straight up here with Gretchen Fourier on Boston in New England Sports Original WEEI. Let's talk some football with our friend Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tom Curran on the Harbor One Hotline. Tommy, hello. Andrew, how are you? How's Christian? Good. How are you? Tremendous. Uh, Christian is, uh, he got his feelers hurt a little bit today by uh, Jason Whitlock saying that tight ends are not leaders on football teams. Tommy, your thoughts? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Answer the question. What what a lead. What a lead question. I'm sure that's what Tommy was thinking about. Listen, see if you agree with this. The further you are from the football, the less you are looked at as a leader, and I'm talking in a straight line. So nose guard, middle linebacker, safety center, quarterback. It's it's kind of one of those things I've always thought. Hmm. David Andrews versus Hunter Henry, bigger leader. There you go. Uh, Proving the Tommy point. Again, let's not dive into this again. Here's what it it just – you use that as an example. (laughs) Fat guys only hang out with fat guys. Okay, I have never seen an offensive lineman roll into a tight end's room, a receiver's room, a fullback room, a quarterback meeting room. I have seen a tight end go into every single room and interact with every single player offensively and defensively and special teams. That's just because so you can't sit still. We <laughs> such a dope. You know, I'm just about it's not even Wednesday, Curran, and I've kind of already had it with him. <laughs> I, mean, I, I honestly have a theory on that. It's Go ahead. You guys are looking for friends. There's only like three on the team. You don't have anything in common with anybody a lot, but it's a little bit in common with everybody. So you're always wandering around like yes. Craig the Egg from Succession yeah. trying to make conversation. Craig, stop it again. So wait, that's another <laughs> uh, Well done, Tom. Well Craig done, Tom. Egg. That was great. She got that oh, one right in there. Man. That was uh, fantastic. So, uh, Tommy, this is uh, a bit of a – I think to the public, it's viewed as maybe a bit of a dead period right now. But is there important season work going on right now, whether supervised or not? I'm just curious as to where you're at in terms of the whole NFL algorithm. Like, they're going to get the schedule out, so they'll have their talking points in May. But is this kind of the calm before the real storm of building the 2023 Patriots starts? Yeah, the the roster building is, in essence, done. Tweaks can be made. A player like Cam Newton can be added. Um if the Patriots look, and they always will do this every year in April, excuse me, actually May and June, they'll say, okay, where can we use some competition? That's why Cam Newton was added in 2020. They looked at their team and said, okay, which position groups could use competition? And they said, we have a former MVP sitting out there, and nobody has still signed him. What would it take to bring him into our team? In April, they were not interested. March, they were not interested. Come June, they're like, well, would you come in here and compete? And boom, they had a starting quarterback who may or may not have been an upgrade over what Stidham would have been. But that's what's going on with the roster building now. Otherwise, as Christian could tell you and we know, 
this is when they're installing and implementing and figuring out what kind of an offense they're going to run, which for the 2023 Patriots is going to be starkly different from the 2022 Patriots. How similar it will be to what we used to see remains to be seen, but there's a lot of, for Bill O'Brien, what can I do with Kendrick Bourne? What can I do with uh, Tyquan Thornton? What will Jasicki be in my offense that he's going through? I think, and in the end, also a lot of plays are, and options are thrown out that are that are implemented. Actually, that in, mm. in reality, based on you know the looks that they try to get. Um, speaking from experience, um, the 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 uh, the the, uh, the other thing I think is interesting to me, Curran, and um, I'm just I buy into it. They, they get me every single time. They they dangle out an event or like a release, right? So now it's the uh, it's the the schedule release. Um, I'm just looking at some of the, the opponents, right? You have the home and away. I mean, what do you think like would be your favorite? And if you don't have them in front of you, I can read them to you. Like the one game that you, you think will be highlighted the most or most anticipated with the Patriots. I would imagine Jets Patriots yeah. is huge. Um, because, you know, Rogers against Belichick, the opportunity for Belichick to, you know, send more bouquets, Rogers way. I think that's that's primary. But you know, I was doing a story this morning talking McCourty was on Quick Slants last week. He was awesome. And he was talking about, yeah, the Patriots are better now than they were, but there are so many teams who also improved, plus the gauntlet of quarterbacks they'll see. There are thirteen quarterbacks on their schedule that you're gonna look at and say, That guy is at the very least really good some days. And then there's Herbert, Mahomes, Allen twice, and Rogers twice, who are all basically excellent in your top five or six. So it's a real gauntlet that they have. What order will those guys match up in, to me, is is always interesting. What do players look at, I, I wonder, too, Christian, in terms of what they're sensing as being a a tough area well, do you guys look at times? Do you look at travel? What do you look at? Well, it, it's funny you say that because it is interesting. Like when they used to have all these games on football fields, sorry, on baseball fields, you didn't want to play Miami, Oakland, San Diego, any of these teams that had baseball fields in the while baseball was going on. You wanted to play them early. And as a Patriot, the first thing I looked at is I looked at when are we playing Miami? I wanted Miami here in the winter. You know what I mean? So they suffered, and yeah. I also didn't want to go down there in September. Like, give me late October, November, and I think you feel better. And also, are you playing on Thanksgiving? Now I think, Tom, the way they handle the schedule now, there's so many more unknowns now than in the past with, the you know, you can have two Thursday night games. Games can be flexed. Um, you know, they, they don't belong to any one network in a way. To me, it's a little bit more random. Yeah, and the Germany trip is is going to be interesting too. Like how how will that impact the season? Um, when does it fall? I mean, Mexico City is one thing, and you can tell Belichick did not enjoy his Mexico City experience just based on you know some of the reading between the line commentary that that he gave. You know, Germany's not going to be easy. So I mean, they've given beatdowns to teams in the past, but they've been an omnipotent team in the past. They're not now. They're a building team. They're one that's trying to regain and recapture momentum. What kind of momentum will be lost by when that Germany game will be, which I think I saw was slated for November 12th, 18th in that area. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure Bill, 
like just I guess I wonder at this point in time, hasn't he just kind of he probably understands that this is just the way the NFL is and you know, you're gonna have to travel a lot more now. Everybody's gotta go through it, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. We're no different. Yeah. I mean it's just we're gonna get one of those whenever it comes to that yeah. question. You know, for every long week, there's a short week. For every short week, there's a long week. Oh, thank you, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> Is he ever happy? Have you? What's, when, when, when have you seen Bill happy on his boat? We have. Yeah, we have. You've probably seen, uh, Christian, you have probably seen Bill Belichick happier than we would have been on the outside in the media. Ring ceremonies. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Rings. It's like every, like, wall is down. Ring ceremonies. That's it. I, I, you know, over the course of now, it's since 2000 he's been here, and I've had the, you know, real privilege of covering the best coach of all time during that entire period. I've had multiple, multiple enjoyable moments with the guy. I mean, they're, they're fewer and far between, I think, as, you know, you cover the team as objectively as you can, and there seems to be, you know, a drumbeat of criticism. But still, I think, you know, we have interactions now where it's like, okay, this guy's a pain in my ass, but I, I still get where he's coming from. Tommy, so, I, I'm curious from your end, how important is minicamp, in your opinion, for us to start to see a little bit of life and erase the stain that was last year? Not that this minicamp would make or break them, but do they need to have some positive things come out not only for themselves, but also for the fans to start to turn the page from last year. Yes, fans won't won't be there as as you know for the mini camp, right? But for for the team itself, that's kind of a culmination of what they're doing right now and have been doing really for two weeks in April. All right, we're in there, we're lifting, we're having a good time, we're watching the Sox and the and the Celtics and the Bruins at night, and then we go and we we work out again. So we're in a routine as a group. How well is that attended? How well do we bring the things we were taught onto the field? How well does Adrian Clem and Billy Yates work with the contingent of linemen who are there? Can some of these interior players assimilate quickly into in the interior offensive line into the mix? How are Riley Reef and Calvin Anderson? All those things to me are building towards the mini camp, which is just, in one way, I've seen them cancel the final minicamp practice multiple mm-hmm. times. So to me, the minicamp is a kind of a final exam, but you never get the grade sent home. Yeah. Yeah, I almost feel like older players kind of just understand that that, that last practice of, uh, you know, uh, uh, OTAs is like, you know, written in pencil. Like, are we going to go to the movie together or go bowling together or something like that? Let me ask you, um, um, big deal, no big deal for this uh, no compensatory pick for the for the Patriots in 2024. Does that even, does that move the needle at all for anybody? Yeah, I'm sure it does because now, you know, they're, they're tradable and have been for a little while. So the more collateral you have, I think that, the more Bill would enjoy that. But you know, look at they had 12 picks this year and they were only able to make a couple of minor deals and still ended up selecting 12 players in a down draft. What's amazing to me is Phil Perry did a roster projection. And again, it's just a projection. There are like 10 special teamers, dedicated special teamers on this roster between long snapper, kicker, punter, um, Slater, Ford, um, 
and a few others. That to me is is mind boggling. And they just the point I'm making is they only added those players during this draft and free agency period. They they got a lot of special teamers in both avenues. So it's it's a strange approach. But so, I mean, they worked good last year, but. Uh, well, so I, I know, I know they they weren't one. They weren't good, but I'm seeing like so. My thing is like, why do you think that is? Is it for the obvious reasons that they weren't good and they needed to uh, some obviously you know holes in their roster? But do you think at all about hey, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to generate many points. We may not be able to stop many people because of all those quarterbacks that you mentioned. We better be able to generate and play a field position battle type of. It, it feels like there's that aspect ways heavier on Bill's mind than than ever, or agree or disagree? I can't give up points is probably. I can't give up cheap yards. I can't be giving up, you know, punt at 48 yards. It's it's low, it's poorly covered, and it ends up being a 32-yard net. And now they're inside our 45 because we didn't move the ball on offense. It's going to be at least a three-point, you know, switch on that. So I think that's probably, as we all know who follow this team that's how he thinks about everything is what will lead to points bad coverage bad special teams lack of third down conversions which to me i'm just i continue to be excited about the fact that this will not be a team that will live in third and eight and second and ten all year no second and ten. no i wouldn't think so and tommy i think the other part of it too is and everybody points to drafting the kickers but that was a pretty big deal when you didn't have somebody to boot it in the end zone on kickoffs. Like, you don't realize either how important it is to have a guy that can kick it to the right spot inside the five-yard line where you want it to go and also somebody that can boot the thing out of the back of the end zone when you need to. Uh, me thinks that when Bill Belichick went through and looked at all the hidden yardage, he probably threw up all over himself and hence the, you know, round of draft picks that really get thrown to special teams. And the other question that I have is, is this going to be a fresh group for Joe Judge? Or is this going to be a fresh group for Cam Accord again? It's interesting because, you know, 2020 it was it was Cam Accord's group. And they had a Pro Bowl returner in Gunnar Olszewski, and they had a Pro Bowl punter, excuse me, All-Pro in both cases, which is more difficult to attain, in both Jake Bailey and, and Gunnar Olszewski. You know, Nick Folk has been an unbelievably consistent and steady kicker. I think when we look at all the players that get added, it's an acknowledgement that Bill is saying, look, they're not being coached incorrectly. They're not executing, which in some instances that's one and the same, but if Bill is watching Cam Accord say, do this, do this, do this, and then the players go on the field and they do the opposite, it's it's more or less, I think, this is indicative that he didn't think the players were good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Tommy Curran's always great with us. He's with us each and every Tuesday at noon. He'll be with uh, Jones and Mego at 3.30 on Thursday, and he's with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Tommy, thank you, friend. We appreciate you. We'll catch you soon. All right, have a great rest of the week. See you there guys. Right, go. Thanks, Tom. There goes uh, Tommy. We're in that sort of dead period right now. Then we'll get the schedules on Friday, and everybody will go nuts, and we'll be able to have some football to sink our teeth into.